Hello, Kate here. Um, hold on, volume check. I feel like I'm yelling. So today, tonight, it's night where we're at. Um, my friend Kenna and I are going to be discussing um, responsible communication. Um, that's a subject that is very interesting to both her and I and uh, we like to practice this um, with folks because it's important it's very important and it's a skill um, so you gotta like practice it um, to build that skill set and fail at it too and that also builds the skill set so um, we're both super into that and she said she had examples of this that I have not heard yet. <laughs> so um, she will tell us her examples of um, her experiences this week, right? This week, this week, um, she had experiences and examples of this thing, of this responsible communication and what it uh, feels like in the body, like how you feel when you're doing it. So she's going to tell us about it. And I have not heard any of this. So um, <laughs> I'm going to be listening to it for the first time, too. And uh, OK, I'm going to adjust over here. And then here we go. Okie doke. OK. OK, that's Kenna. Hi. Hi. So this came up for me because I had, I think, f I would say four great examples, two of responsible communication and two of irresponsible communication Ooh, okay. within a 24-hour period or less, honestly. Okay, great. And so I've been aware of how responsible communication and irresponsible communication feel differently mm -hmm. when they're happening. But to have these things happen in such close succession made it all the more apparent yes. how it feels different. Nice. So nice, I nice. appreciate mm -hmm. that. <laughs> um, and I will try to keep the story examples short. Yeah, they're so not eating up all of the time with that. But I thought it might be good also to hear if you wanted to maybe define, like, what does responsible communication mean to you? Mm -hmm. And what does irresponsible communication mean? Okay, do you want me to say that now? Yeah. Okay, so... Just so there's an idea, idea of what, yeah. that, where we're starting from. That's a good... Thank you. That's a good idea. Um, so f to me and for me, responsible communication is when you are understanding. Um, here, let me think how to say it. Um, it's this place of um talking and expressing uh 
while owning your experience like entirely so like whether you're having a positive experience or a negative experience uh you when you speak to the other person you are coming from a sense like uh, like literally it's like this internal sense of um this is my experience and I'm not necessarily like blaming you for my experience like there's it you're owning where you're coming from and you're owning how you're feeling and how you're I keep saying experience but that that's like the only word that I can think of right now like you're owning how you're experiencing what's happening um and you're not blaming the other person um and honestly this also goes for like good experiences because I feel like we're way too quick to attribute having good experiences and feeling good and like oh my gosh that made me so happy we attribute that to the other person like oh they did this and I'm happy and while of course like that's somewhat true it's only true like two percent I feel like the other 98 percent it's it's you that's having a joyous great experience and I feel like we don't own that enough either like we don't spend much time considering and almost like patting ourselves on the back almost like wow like look at this like I'm capable of feeling this good like it's me who's having the experience this other person didn't make me you know um it's not the other person that has the power to make me feel this I'm feeling it like look at this I'm feeling great um and I feel like we're not for both positive and negative we're not owning our experiences so taking it trying to stand track here guys um so it's so it's like responsible communication <clears throat> is coming from that place of of owning owning your embodied experience and then speaking from that place and so irresponsible communication would be um basically attributing what you're experiencing to the other person a little too much so positive and negative and then when you attribute how you're experiencing something when you when you make that about the other person a that's way too much power and that puts you very disempowered place um it just feels like shit you know um and then also what comes with irresponsible communication is the blame i mean that's that's like and that's like there's no way to avoid blaming um, if you're coming from a place of um, not owning your experience. You're going to blame the other person. You might try to go about it, you know, nicely or sophisticatedly, but the energy of your conversation and the energy of how you speak to them and what, like, the con it it's like 
you're making them responsible for your own uh, feelings and mm-hmm. not so much feelings, but like th- your emotional equilibrium. It's like when the other person has the power to knock you off. It's like, that's where the attention should be, you know, the attention. Oh, hold on. Let me re-say that uh, differently. Um, I feel like, here, to, I feel like maybe this will be a simpler thing to say too, or maybe it's a helpful thing. Um, self-confrontation. So like, I feel like, responsible communication you're you're self-confronting and you're self-validating before you come at another person whereas irresponsible communication is you confront the other person and I'm not saying confronting the other person is bad it's necessary confronting other people is is necessary and it's part of life it's part of daily interactions sometimes Um, But if you're doing that without the skill and the ability to first confront yourself, like if if you're confronting another without firstly confronting yourself, like to me that's an irresponsible, you're going to communicate irresponsibly. Yeah. Yeah, because essentially like you're going to be seeking validation for your experience from the other person. And especially if there's clashing, they're not going to validate you. You know, um, so what then, you know? So then I feel like what our culture says is they're like, oh, do the, here's all these communication tools, but the issue isn't communication tools. I mean, we're speaking English, you know, it's not like one person is speaking Chinese and one other person is speaking, like, we're speaking the same language. We understand what each other is saying. I feel like the issue is we don't want to comply. Like, we don't want to validate, um... And then, anyway, and then it gets messy when you can't validate your own self. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would also say that w- with on the topic specifically of confronting another person mm-hmm. and having communication, I think responsible communication would look like, like you're saying, um, you've self-confronted or validated yourself for you have an understanding of where you're coming from first and your experience and you're coming to the other person to have a dialogue yep and possibly and oftentimes if it's a point of conflict to have some I just lost the word I wanted to say resolution yeah Mm -hmm. if it's irresponsible communication you might think that you want to have some kind of resolution Mm -hmm. but if you're coming into it and you haven't really processed where you're coming from or you think you know but you're not really in touch Mm -hmm. with yourself in that way then you're going to confront and then just be reacting to everything that the other person is saying yep it's not responsible there's you'll never reach a resolution Mm -hmm. because you're not grounded in anything to start with and you're expecting the other person to be grounded and ground you. Yes. The heck? <laughs> Sorry, we got some 
uh, foot traffic out here. Foot traffic. People partying. How and dare they on a Friday night? Why can't they just go for a walk? And then... Oh my god. Who's that? It's my mom. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, sorry, everybody. Some folks just walked by, like, it's okay. partying. Anyway, okay. Okay, so Resolution. I feel like we have some basis of what we're, yep. what we're referring to. So, um, examples. Yep. Last night I was at uh, the board meeting for a sacred passing. Yep. And I would say some of us know each other better than others. And we all have different communication styles. And so this was an example of me observing Mm. someone who's responsible with their communication, trying to communicate with someone who is not responsible with their communication. And I thought that was a... Nice for me to be in that position to just observe mm-hmm. and hold space for it while it was happening, but also to have it register how easy it is to, like, if you're responsible when you're communicating and you're talking to somebody else who's responsible, it's so easy to have a conversation yeah. and to not feel like there's conflict, even if you're not agreeing on something. Mm-hmm. Because you're listening and you're respecting each other and you both have space to say what you need to. And then also how easy it is if someone's irresponsibly communicating to get sucked into that, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, even if you can stay rooted in being responsible, just to observe how easy it is for two people who are irresponsible communicators to just keep that going mm-hmm. forever and ever. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, the person who was not communicating responsibly is, she has made it known that she has anxiety and is sensitive. Oh, gosh. And is working on that and trying to be better about communicating. And in the time that I've known her, because I wouldn't say that I know her very well, I I know her to be very kind and considerate of others and very aware of what is going on with other people and very mindful, which can all be, like, those are wonderful qualities. Mm-hmm. But to the, the degree to which I have witnessed her do this, one seems to be self-compromising hmm. because she's so concerned with what's happening with other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it just becomes frustrating because she does this dance, this very careful dance to make sure she doesn't offend anybody. And I don't... To me, that's irresponsible communication because you're trying to monitor other people's experience. Yeah, so you don't have to deal with your careful. own. Yeah. yeah. So she had a criticism of some terminology used in one of the documents we were reviewing mm-hmm. without getting too far into it. Yeah. And it was important enough to her to express that concern 
but she was so uncomfortable with having an opinion that she thought might be unfavorable that she was very quick to like do this dance of like okay so there's this and I totally understand if this but um so I was just thinking this Mm. and it's just like words and just lots and lots of words Mm -hmm. it was very anxious and so the person that um didn't write this document, but was in charge of administering yeah. the document to us for review, is just, she's just there. She's there to listen to this mm-hmm. feedback. She she gave us all a copy of this document to review for feedback. Mm-hmm. She's completely open to feed. This is yeah. my my knowledge of her as a person and my previous experiences with her. Being very straightforward, not easily offended, mm-hmm. opinionated, strong-willed, mm-hmm. not an issue for her yeah. at all. So her response to that was like, okay, well, let's talk about it. So what's the issue that you're having? Mm-hmm. Let's work through Let's read through the rest. Yeah, yeah. And um, the person that had the criticism she took that as, oh, I've offended her. And now she's offended and she's questioning me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was awkward. The energy was so... It was very awkward. And then they just weren't under... No. They weren't... They just couldn't communicate on this front. And because the person with the criticism was triggered... Yeah. At this point, by herself, by herself, and not even yeah. being aware that she was triggered by herself, yeah. she shut down. So the rest of the meeting, she was very quiet, yeah, and like very short answers, yep. Yep. and being very proper if she yep. did need to say something, yep. because, you know, we're having a professional meeting, but for the most part, like, we're still being people. We're still yeah. human. Like we swear sometimes, and mm-hmm. we say colorful things and it yeah it was it was it just the energy was awkward I personally didn't feel awkward in myself Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was triggered by this it was just curious and then we wrap up the meeting and the person who I said I feel is a responsible communicator asked Mm -hmm. me if I could stay and talk to her for a minute. So everyone else left, and she was like, hey, I just want to bounce off of you what just happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, that was very... Um, she's like, I don't... Basically, I don't have fucking time for that. Yeah. She's like, I want to be... And not because she doesn't care. No, yeah. And not because she doesn't want the feedback or doesn't respect this mm-hmm. person... But she is a very busy person. Yeah. She's under a lot of pressure right now. And she just prefers direct communication. Yeah. So then we had we had a responsible conversation between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Lots of I statements. Mm-hmm. Speaking about our own experience. Discussing what had happened openly. Yeah. And um, there was a little bit of her asking if from my perspective, 
if she could have handled that differently since she is, you know, the most senior member yeah. of the board. And I was like, honestly, no, I think that you handled that very well. There wasn't anything that you were doing, in my opinion, yeah. that contributed to that. That was something happening for her. So it could be beneficial for the two of you to get together, just the two of you, mm -hmm. and have a conversation about how you communicate. Maybe she'll be more calm and less trigger-happy if mm -hmm. she's not surrounded by other people that could potentially be, quote-unquote, judging her. So mm -hmm. that was my experience of... Yeah. observing irresponsible communication between someone who is an irresponsible communicator and someone who's responsible. Yeah. And then immediately having a responsible mm -hmm. communication experience myself mm -hmm. with the responsible <laughs> communicator. And then today, um, I, not just responsible communication, but a, a man following the 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 rules are quote unquote rules <laughs> for dating uh -huh. just to a t perfect uh -huh. um it just very like i don't even know how to gloss over that okay, like okay, me okay. just staying rooted and mm -hmm. leaning back into my femininity and him coming from a masculine place and leaning forward and pursuing so from the beginning, me saying hello, him saying, happy Friday, how are you? Mm -hmm. What do you have planned for this weekend? And us having a little conversation and it just very naturally leading into him asking, saying that we should meet mm -hmm. and asking when I was available mm -hmm. um, or saying, how about next week? Since we'd already established, we both had busy weekends uh -huh. and... Um, I said next week would be great. Mm -hmm. And then he said, how about Tuesday? Great. 730, I'll come to Ooh, your neck of the woods. We like this. I said 730 on Tuesday is perfect. Yeah. Love it. And then he threw out a place. Okay. He's doing all the right things. All the work. <laughs> He's doing all the work. He's doing all the right things. Okay, we uh -huh. like this stuff. This is, okay, real quick to get off of, uh, hold on, responsible, irresponsible. Can we just tell them what we really like? <laughs> Go for <laughs> well, it. Okay, just some of the things we really like. I'll, I'll keep this short. Okay, so with this online dating thing, this is what um, Ken and I look for. We, we're not looking to pen pal, okay? So we're looking for like within four, five, six, I don't know, interactions. Like if you're, if, if you're not throwing out like what's your schedule, you know, let's meet, blah, blah, blah. It's it's really hard to stay motivated to keep the conversation going. And honestly, like, we're not really that interested anymore. So we're looking for a quick, quick, uh, quick suggestion to meet. And then we really like it when, when, when the male, you know, is like kind of calling the shots. I mean, you know, he, you know, and, and coming our way too. So um, not asking us to meet them on their turf. Um coming our way to make things really convenient for us. And it's not that we're these like little princesses and th that's not the point. The point isn't, oh, you know, 
we can't come their way or we can't meet them their way or halfway. The point is, um, we're over, uh, yeah, what's the point? Because the point isn't that we're these, like, helpless princesses. The, I think the point the is, the point is being pursued. And effort. The and, effort. And, 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 yeah, the man efforting is, is a huge attraction point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also safety. Safety is a thing for me. If you're mm-hmm. coming to me, to my neighborhood, then, or, or we're agreeing to meet at a place that I've been before, then I have a f- comfort and a familiarity with that. Mm-hmm. So if I end up feeling uncomfortable on that date, it feels safer to me to leave and know, like have a, a sense of my whereabouts. Gotcha. And I'm familiar with my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not out in some city I've never been mm-hmm. or some neighborhood I've never been. It's some place I've never been. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And now I'm having to navigate. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't be able to figure it out, but it's just, it's a, it just feels like a courtesy. Yeah, courtesy thing, effort thing. So yeah, we like a quick suggestion to meet. Um, we like not the, too. I mean, you want to have a little bit of a, a conversation. little conversation, a little lit, but but not. I don't want to pen pal with you for three weeks. Yeah, not gonna pen pal. <laughs> not gonna have you know. How is your day every day for three days? Um, so we're looking for quick. We're looking for the man calling the shots. So like, pick a day, pick a place. You know, I mean, find out information. So, like, ask, like, oh, what's your availability? You know, do you have any food allergies? Do you have any, you know, and when we're like, oh, we're available here and no food allergies or I'm vegan, you know, we're looking for the man at that point to pick it up and and call the shots of, like, okay, well, then Tuesday, 7 o'clock at this place. Um, and we're also looking, uh, the the third basic is, uh, them coming on our turf. So them coming, them putting in the effort to come our way is very attractive. Okay, so this guy's doing all of that. He did all, all of it. Okay, and then what happened? <laughs> I mean, we just, we have a plan now. And so... Oh, okay. That's it. We don't... And I think that's great because it's Friday night. Like I said, we both established that we had busy weekends. Mm-hmm. So... He gets to go live his life this weekend. I'm going to go live mine. And then come Tuesday when we meet, we'll have things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I feel I see no need to have any conversation before we meet on Tuesday other than just maybe like if he were to check in and be like, hey, looking forward to meeting you tonight. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Some kind of follow up um, as it approaches. But I don't expect or need or would even particularly care for much more conversation than that like I don't need him to tomorrow be like hey what's your day I know yeah and I wouldn't necessarily respond negatively to that but if it was like every day between Uh, now and when we meet I'm gonna be like come on (laughs) and I, I don't think he's gonna do that yeah that's great so where are you guys going real quick uh, it's called Alchemy, and I haven't been there, but I've heard about it. And nice, nice, nice. So, and what? that's the other, th- the other, and they're known for their drinks. Nice, okay. So, that's the other thing I like, is that this plan is for us to meet for at least a drink. Mm-hmm. It's not a lofty dinner plan, it's not, 
something that's rooted in a specific amount of time, which I also like. Yeah. Um, because I had that dinner date last week or the week before, and that was kind of awkward uh, yeah. to meet for the first time and have dinner. Yeah. And it's a nice, it was a nice place, and I appreciated his effort in that way, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it was like, this would be a better second date. Yeah. Yeah. Not first meeting. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So I feel like that was responsible Mm -hmm. communication, but also an example of, like, how I would like to be pursued. Yeah. At least with online dating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yay, Um, okay, yay. And that's encouraging. Yeah. After this, you know, just... Yeah. Repeated experiences of nothingness or Mm -hmm. weird behaviors from guys. Um... And then irresponsible communication example with a guy. Yes, what <laughs> happened here? Um, so I don't want to say his name since we don't do that, right? Do I know him? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, give me some hints. I'd like I to. I mean, you definitely know of him. So who? Okay, I dated him very briefly several years ago when I lived in Long Beach. I've had communication with him. No. I'm going to call him AJ, because he kind of looks like AJ McLean from okay. the Backstreet Boys. Okay, so call him AJ, and then tell me who it is after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, background on this person, like I was just saying, I lived in Long Beach for about four years, so mm-hmm. five and a half years ago now, I dated him for, I think it was about six weeks. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't very long at all. Um, I remember. Oh, by the way, she whispered who it was. So when I'm sitting here like, oh, I remember. I'm not just like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not just making stuff up. She whispered his name and I, I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we didn't date for very long because I pretty quickly figured out that he was absolutely not ready for a relationship. He had recently gotten out of a long relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very unreliable. He yeah. was late all of the time. He would change plans. Yep, I remember he that. Excuse. Yeah. And I just got tired of feeling disappointed. And yeah. I just learned that I couldn't rely on him and it, that was not the kind of person I wanted <sighs> to be. And to be fair, at the time, I wasn't in a place to be in a relationship like I thought I was. Mm-hmm. So I contributed to that. Um, either way, we... Um, Proceeded with some kind of friendship after that, and it wasn't that long. It was less than a year later I moved back to Seattle, and then I didn't see him Mm -hmm. for years, and I didn't even have a whole lot of communication because what would often happen is one of us would be dating somebody and then we wouldn't have conversation mm-hmm. especially me if I was with someone mm-hmm. and he would text me because it would always be late just randomly like hey how's it going it's like it's 2 a.m and yeah. I have a boyfriend so yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not responding um but we always had 
one thing we always had was the shared humor. Mm-hmm. So there's always been lots of, when we would be together, there's always lots of laughter, great banter, just giving each other a hard time in a playful way. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, that's been the reason that I've been open to this idea yeah. of friendship. and With him, yeah. Yeah. And then I did see him... Back in August, when I went to visit, mm-hmm. I just saw him one night mm-hmm. that I was there because after not seeing him for that long, I it just registered for me how draining spending time with him can be. It was like it was a lot of fun, but it was also... His energy is just so high, mm-hmm. and that wasn't where I was at at all at the time. <laughs> so we just had that one one time that we hung out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what happened? So fast forward to more recent times. Um, in the last couple months, he started talking about coming up here to visit again. So he has some friends that live here other than myself. And in, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Five years since I've been back? He's brought this up a number of times. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. So everything about our relationship from start to now, I have learned not to rely on him. Yeah. I just don't believe anything he says until it's actually happening. Yep. And that works sure. for me because then I'm not having an expectation. Yeah. And I don't feel disappointed. Yeah. It still happens every now and then. Sure. Like a little bit of disappointment. Mm-hmm. But he brought this up recently. A couple months ago, he was going to come visit. And I was like, oh, cool. But in my head, I'm like, I'll believe it when you're literally Sure, here. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you're, when you're standing across from me. Yeah. And, and then it did get a little awkward because... It started to seem like it was actually going to happen, and then the conversation about where he was going to stay came up, and he had just assumed he could stay with me. And I know that I contributed to that because in the past I had said, like, yeah, if you ever need a place to crash, you can totally... And that's on me. Yeah. That's something that I do with friends because I want people to feel like they have a place to stay and I've had friends offer that to me in the past and mm-hmm. it means it means a lot to know that I have somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. But I started to get the sense that he wasn't just interested in coming up here for friend reasons. I think there's always been this undercurrent of like, could it happen again? But for him. Mm-hmm. I think I had maybe one brief period of time where I wondered if something could have been with him. And that was like shortly after I'd moved back to Seattle and I was feeling nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I haven't felt that in years. It's not coming back for me. I don't feel that way about him. So that came up. And we had a text conversation about it Mm -hmm. that I didn't think it would be a good idea for him to stay with me. He should probably stay with his other friends. 
And then we had a whole conversation where he told me about his feelings. Okay. And essentially... What are his feelings? Yeah. That he's older now, and he knows what he wants, and he always appreciated how I was supportive of him when he was in a rough place, and I cared about him, and I showed him that. And it just all felt very misplaced. I feel like it's this nostalgic, romanticized warping of reality. And for me, I take it as, like, I ended things between him and I, and so because he doesn't have the most rooted sense of himself and he's mm-hmm. always functioning in life like he's battling something, Yeah, I just become another obstacle in a way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another... Another platform for him to play out proving himself yeah okay so he needs to prove his worth all the time and because i put Mm. the kibosh on our relationship ever since then there's been a part of him like wanting to prove to me that he's worthy yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and wanting me to report that back to him yeah and i don't do it right i continuously express when when it has come up because I don't normally have that much communication with him Mm -hmm. that I appreciate him as a friend yeah that I enjoy him as a friend that it's not romantic for me yeah so it just perpetuates this whole thing between us Mm mm-hmm so The weekend that he was supposed to come visit came and went, Mm -hmm. and I didn't hear anything. Okay. And I wasn't surprised. Sure. I found myself feeling a little disappointed that he just didn't acknowledge it at all, because I felt that that was discourteous to not even send a message and be like, hey, yeah, not coming. Um, But I also didn't really expect that either especially Mm -hmm. since he had disclosed all these feelings yeah and was vulnerable and I hadn't reciprocated yeah I mean yeah I felt his interest lessened in coming up here when it was hopefully made clear that yeah no like if you thought we were gonna hook up while you're here that's not happening if you thought we might actually rekindle something romantic, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, none of that is happening. Um, and I did text him. It's been a few weeks or a couple weeks. Yeah, it was like the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I'm guessing you're not coming the last weekend of March since it's April. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like, yeah, you're perceptive, lol, because this is all through text message. Yeah. And then he went into his excuse list, like he often does, of like, money got tight, and I had to do this, and these things came up, and this and that, and 
It was just like a bunch. I don't even remember what he said. Mm-hmm. I read like the first excuse and then zoned out the rest of it because it's always excuses with him. It's like a I'm sorry, but not really because I have all of these justifications. Mm. So I didn't say anything. And then a week or two later, he texts me and he's like, hey, how are you? And I didn't respond. And then last night, while I was at that meeting, mm-hmm. he texts me and he's like, are we still friends? Did I do something wrong? And it, I was so annoyed. <laughs> because it's... Why are you asking me if we're still friends? Well, because like, I determine well, that. Well, okay, but also, did I do something wrong? You're and sending just... him mixed messages, though. How? The fact that not responding is no, not a mixed message. No, 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 no. Um, the fact that you texted him after you told him when he was vulnerable and he expressed hope and interest and. He essentially made his case for, will you accept me again? And you said no. That was your time to leave him alone. And you texted him with your humor, with your... Like, that's a mixed message. You should have left it alone. That's... it's, It's... Because... I, if okay. he's not, if he didn't send you anything, if his weekend came and came and went, you didn't hear anything. That's your. That's your. Um, that's your conclusion. That's your. You gotta leave it alone. The fact that you texted him, it like doesn't matter what you said or didn't say. The fact that you reached out. It's can it's it's can it's it's a it's a mixed message for him. Okay, I I see what you're saying. I don't. I'm not going to disagree with it. I think that I felt so. Then I felt frustrated because because I also felt like he had said it's not for sure that I'm coming, but that was the plan. Well, the was plan like t- was to win you over. That was the okay, like. I like, know. <laughs> I you and I know yeah. that that was the real plan. Yeah. But what he kept saying was the plan was to come up here and visit me, and then his other friends, and this other friend, and okay, yeah. So if he had this whole plan of like he's just coming up here to visit different people, I still feel like. You're asking me to set aside this time tentatively. Uh, and so to me it's a courtesy. There's okay. there's just there's okay. no way even if the roles were reversed I just can't imagine not saying anything. Yeah, but maybe And that's a standard yeah. that I have. Yeah. And I ha- and I feel like the friendships that I've chosen at this point in my life to be the closest to me those are the kinds of courtesies that are going to take place. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I would ever be like, hey, Kate, I might come visit, and it's probably going to be this weekend. Looks like it's happening. And then just, like, not talk to you for weeks, and mm-hmm. then the time goes by, and I just don't say anything. There's no way I wouldn't yeah. follow up with you and be like, hey, I really wanted to come up, but these things came up. I can't right now. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, his standard's different, and he's... I get yeah. it. Yeah. I, so, I feel like this was good, though, because this whole time we've been operating under this guise of, like, oh, yeah, we're friends. We're friends. Oh, we're friends. yeah, 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 yeah. And then this comes up, and it's like, I knew all along that this this was also present for him, this interest. Yeah, I see. And I didn't take it seriously because, like I said, I've been looking at it like it's just an opportunity for him to prove himself. Yeah. It's about his self-worth. And needing other people to reflect that back yeah. to him because he's insecure. Yeah. And me not wanting to do it, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to be that person right. for you. Yeah. And now that feels confirmed. So in a way, it's validating that I was right <laughs> about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then it also feels a little bit shitty just the way that it's played out so today when he or he, he said that last night yeah last I night. thought about ignoring it um because me not saying anything would be a form of rejection like I'm not responding to this yeah and I chose today to respond to it oh well, yeah I think you should have should I yeah that's a good move to respond yeah um, and now and I... And we're gonna, yeah. Have to wrap it up. Yeah. Or at least go quicker. Sorry. That's okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> what? So, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to say, so... Okay, well, yeah, what I is? sent him emojis. <laughs> Cannot. <Just> like... <laughs> okay. Yeah, because this is also an example of me, like... Trying to communicate responsibly and also failing at it myself. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I sent him emojis communicating, like, like eye-rolling and, like, yeah. I'm so not interested. Like, I, because I feel like, ask me a direct question. Well, he, that was a direct question. It's a direct question, <laughs> but it's like a, it's, but I read it as, like, did I do something wrong? Was I a bad boy? Was I a bad dog? As opposed to, like, hey... Clearly something's up. You're not responding. What's going on? What What is this? Yeah. I would have appreciated that more than like, were we still friends? Did I fuck up? It's like, I don't know. Do you think you fucked up? Yeah. Okay. Because would you be asking me that if you didn't think that? Yeah. Um, or well, like... Well, yeah, I think, I think he is asking that because I think... Yeah, um, I think mixed messages were sent, so then he was like, well, which way do I resolve this? And so he's, but the only way he knows how to communicate that is to blame himself and then ask the other person, like, well, was it me? I feel like that's, like, the only way he knows how to communicate, which isn't your job to, like, sift through and... I mean, I get it. it. It's a lot of work to sift through people like that, so I don't blame you for being like, oh, my God. But I just, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think you're, like, I think it looks like he blames himself, but not really. When it comes down to it, he really just blames life and circumstances. Oh, I see like, what you're saying. he doesn't really take responsibility. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes it look like he's blaming himself, so somebody else will be like, no, it's okay. So somebody can save him from his own feelings. Yeah. Or ref- Got it, okay. So I sent that, which was, you know, whatever, and he was like, LOL, okay. 
Okay. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. Need to, I need to take ownership of this now. And mm-hmm. so I told him, I was like, I never really thought you were going to come visit. So I wasn't surprised when you didn't. Um, and then I told him if it were me coming to visit Long Beach as a courtesy, I would have let you know if my plans changed. Because to me, that's a friend thing to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Then he says, you're right. But then he goes into, I shared my feelings with you. And then after that, I felt like I scared you away. And then, so the dates changed with his other friends he was going to stay with. He's like, I should have told you. But then I was stressed out and I got distracted and I was having money problems and I was embarrassed. And, and then he's like, I'm glad you have faith in me, like sarcastically. Like it's now, now it's my problem that I don't rely on him. Yeah. I mean, this guy, yeah, this, yeah. (laughs) Um, and then he goes, and then he starts throwing a pity party. He says usually it's him reaching out and that no one ever checks in to see how he's doing. Oh, boy. And so then I'm just, oh, I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. I said this type of communication feels irresponsible to me and I don't like it. Like, I don't care for it. I said that's why I've taken a step back, not because I was afraid of you sharing your feelings. Um, And then I followed that by saying, like, I care about you. And I appreciate our humor and the banter that we have when we do have an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get together. Um, But there's also, I've established a healthy distance between us. Like, I've established boundaries for myself. Yeah. Because I felt like that was necessary. And then, I'm not going to get into this, but he sent me six text messages. Like, rapid fire right after that. And it's just more of the, like, justifying himself like why he's done what he's yeah, done yeah sure okay and the pit the self-pitying yeah. and at this point i just don't and he starts he's being very blamey yeah it's very blamey he's like if you really cared about me why don't right. you check in yeah. with me why don't you ever ask yeah. me how i'm doing yeah how and like it's my fault like in a way reiterating how somehow it's something wrong with me that i didn't have any faith Right. I didn't believe he was going to come visit. Mm-hmm. So now this, really, this is all my fault. Right. For him. For him, yeah. And then he also tells me that there's no uh, reason for me to feel like I have, I should need any boundaries. Because we don't see each other. Because he lives in California. Yeah, this guy just, he doesn't understand him. He just, he's just... The way he lives is very different from the way you live. Um, it's, yeah. And I also feel like this is so incre- this is an incredible tool for me. This actually feels great. Like, I feel like this friendship might need to just not yeah. be a friendship anymore. I don't know that it even feels like a friendship to me anymore when I think about what it's really, what it is and yeah. what it's been for quite some time. Um, but this is incredible for me. Because I have this reflection of this is someone that I was really excited about when I first met him. I was so attracted to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, early on, which should have been a sign that I was, like, immediately, like, this guy is so great. And we had a lot of fun. And now... Maybe talk loud. I'm... I don't even... 
yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even see having a friendship with him because of the way we communicate, the way we live is so different. And I don't want to be responsible for somebody else. Yeah. I clearly still have work to do for myself, learning mm-hmm. and practicing communicating skillfully and not just with other people who communicate well mm. and responsibly, but being able to continue doing that and upholding that for myself when I'm communicating with people who are not, not yeah. responsible communicators. It's work. It, it is work, <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, um, yeah, we got we to gotta wrap up, so we're going to finish up here. Um, yeah, I think, like, through this conversation, too, um, it's like, I feel like what's at the root of responsible communication, because um, I started off saying it's that, you know, ownership of direct experience, which it, which it is, but also it's the ability to validate yourself. Because when you're speaking with someone who doesn't communicate responsibly and can't own their experience or won't own their experience, to seek validation from them is entirely absurd. Because <laughs> it's not, and it's not going to happen. But I feel like that's what a lot of that's what a lot of us start out doing and wanting and thinking that's what we should have yeah and it's like i mean when we have that that's nice that's great but nobody's under any obligation to give us that especially if we're having like a clash of experiences like you and this man for example like it's a it's a it's a major clash in different areas and he's emotionally wrapped up in being validated and that's why he defends himself so he like defends himself and excuses himself because it's like he can't validate where he's actually coming from and be okay with that yeah um so that smell like smoke yeah wood smoke oh it's wood smoke yeah okay gotcha okay i mean i'm assuming someone's having a fire and not not this building's house is burning but maybe we'll find out soon oh, enough. We'll find out soon enough. I don't hear any fire trucks. Um. Anyway, so owning experience and self-validation is super, super important. Because even the thing, too, like, even with dealing with folks that do know how to hold their own, you're not always going to reach a resolution, you know, like... Yeah. Um. So... Again, I feel like that's where that self-validation is important. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that's a, that's a major skill. Like, and it must be practiced and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of this is great, you know. Um, I guess I didn't talk a whole lot about how that felt in my body. No. But we can't... Oh, yep, we're in the red zone, so we got to wrap up. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so maybe we'll talk about how this feels in another session or another time. But for yeah. now, we uh, got to go. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. 
Um, until next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>